Hey, I'm Tim Donnelly from 99.9 The Fan. And I'm Brian Murphy from WRAL News. Sports betting is finally legal in North Carolina. Getting to this point in this state wasn't easy. How it happened is a backstory worth telling. And that's what we're going to do in a new season of our podcast, A Brief History of Triangle Sports. The podcast is out now. Follow A Brief History of Triangle Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or on YouTube. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. It's a cold start. Lots of 20s on our map this morning, but we're headed for warmer temperatures by the end of the week. I'll show you what it will feel like. Plus, a nine-year-old boy is dead and three others hurt after a mobile home fire near Fayetteville. We have new information just in from officials on that scene. That the word genocide needs to be included in this resolution. Those were the moments after Durham City Council passed a resolution for a ceasefire in Gaza. The meeting that went into the early morning hours and the important language included in the resolution. A lot to tell you about here in the early morning hours of your Tuesday. We're glad you're up with us. I'm Renee Chu. And I'm Jeff Hogan. Thanks for making us part of your Tuesday here as we get things rolling. Possibly a carbon copy of yesterday yeah. with this cold start and also sunshine on the way. Elizabeth Gardner is back in the WRS Severe Weather Center. Good morning. It's going to be a nice day. It's a cold start this morning, as you said. Skies are clear, though. It's pretty out there. 31 degrees. Our temperature in Durham and uh, all across the Triangle area. Our wind is calm, so you don't have to worry about a wind chill. We have the top of the tower lit in blue for clear skies. You might run into a little bit of patchy frost this morning. It's definitely cold enough, but it's a very dry air mass, so there's not a lot of moisture out there this morning. 25 in Southern Pines. We're down now, now down to 32 in Fayetteville and Clinton, so everyone is at or below freezing, at least on this map. 26 South Hill, 28 Rocky Mount, 27 in Roxborough. So winter coats feel pretty good out there right now. Our uh, weather pattern is quiet. We have a, a low that's sitting off the coast that's brought a few showers to uh, to the coast, but that's moving away. And this system that's here across the south is going to dissipate before it reaches us. So we're going to see a lot of sunshine between now and Friday. Our highs this afternoon climb into the upper 50s. Friday, though, we do have a system that'll bring us some scattered light rain. I'll walk you through that coming up in just a few minutes, Brian. Elizabeth, it is 601 right now as we take a look at traffic. We are following some breaking news in Fayetteville. Reports that 295 southbound is closed south of Cliffdale Road, heading down toward Rayford Road because of an earlier incident involving a fuel truck. We're going to get some more details about that. Till we get the all clear, the 295 southbound is reopened. Consider using Rim Road and South Riley Road as good alternate routes to get between Cliffdale and Rayford. We'll keep you up to date as far as what's going on with that story. As we take a look around the triangle, right now. No crashes showing up. All of our major routes are in good shape, Jeff. Yeah, Brian, we're also following breaking news out of Cumberland County this morning. Sad news. A nine-year-old boy is dead. Three others are hurt after a fire on Dasher Lane just outside of Fayetteville. Brett Neese was there in the WRL breaking news tracker and he tells us how the fire started. <laughs> Just before 6 a.m., investigators wrapped up their work here at the scene, and we now know a nine-year-old boy died as a result of this fire. This is a video from the WRL Breaking News Tracker showing you what this scene looked like here on Dasher Lane. This is the mobile home that we're talking about. The fire broke out around 1 a.m., and fire officials here tell me that that nine-year-old died and three other people are in the hospital with serious injuries. 
One of them had to be flown to the burn center in Chapel Hill. As for the cause of the fire, investigators tell me they are ruling it accidental, saying a space heater likely ignited the flames. I'm working to learn the names of all of those involved. I'll keep you updated. In Cumberland County, Brett East, WRL News. We're following breaking news in Raleigh. Police are trying to find the person responsible for shooting at a bowling alley overnight. Officers responded to the Stars and Strikes Family Entertainment Center off Capitol Boulevard. This was around 1140 last night. A person who was shot was taken to the hospital and is expected to recover. Police say they have not yet identified the shooter. Breaking news out of Durham. Just before 1 o'clock this morning, City Council voted to approve a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. The vote came after an hours-long meeting where hundreds of people weighed in on the topic. WRL's Laura Levine is live in Durham this morning. And Laura, supporters of this resolution have been showing up to council meetings for months now. They have, Renee. Good morning. And last night, they were successful in getting city council to take action. Here at City Hall, it was jam-packed. A very busy night here where Durham City Council, they met for about six hours. It was just before 1 a.m. when the resolution passed for a ceasefire in Gaza. I want you to take a look at some of this video where you can see hundreds of those supporters who rallied here for this resolution. Dozens of them spoke in that public hearing, sharing some pretty passionate remarks. Marks. Durham is now the second city in the state to call for a ceasefire. Durham's resolution urges the Biden administration to call for a sustained bilateral ceasefire and calls for an end to U.S. military aid to Israel. It also calls for humanitarian aid to Gaza and the release of all hostages. I want you to take a listen of the moment after that resolution was passed. The motion passes five to two with Mayor Williams and Mayor Pro Tem Middleton voting no. It really is pulling on me not to address that and acknowledging that the word genocide needs to be included in this resolution. Yeah, so you can hear and see the people there applauding after Council Member Deidreanna Freeman asked for some language, an amendment for that language of genocide to be added in the resolution. Uh, Mayor Williams decided not to make any further remarks on that. Again, the meeting wrapping up just before one o'clock this morning. One of the groups involved in being a part of this effort, Jewish Voice for Peace, they plan to hold another demonstration in Raleigh on Thursday. Laura Levine, WRL News, we're live in Durham. Police in Raleigh are working to make an arrest after a shooting sent a person to the hospital. The shooting happened at about 745 last night in a neighborhood on Auburn Hills Drive. It's between Lagan Mill Road and Lewisburg Road, northeast Raleigh. This is video from the WRL breaking news tracker showing a large police presence there last night. Police say the person who was shot is expected to recover. There's no word yet on what led up to the shooting. Social media companies are facing lawsuits over their impact on teenagers. Tonight, the Wake County School Board will consider whether to join one of those lawsuits. Attorneys for two law firms are presenting their arguments to the school board tonight ahead of a planned vote. Lawsuits filed by school boards nationwide say social media apps are psychologically damaging kids and distracting them during the school day. Schools say they're diverting educational resources to handle issues caused by the apps. WRL News has reached out to the companies for comment. You can follow our coverage at the education section of WRL.com. Court documents reveal new information about a deadly underage drunk driving crash in Chapel Hill involving a number of local college students. 
UNC student Travis Shaw, listed online as a UNC football player, is accused of buying alcohol for people who are under 21. A warrant says Shaw bought three bottles of tequila for his table at Still Life Bar. Two employees there are facing charges for serving minors. WRL has reported 10 people are now accused with various crimes from that January night. At least three of them are UNC football players. One of the drivers, 20-year-old Flamija Brewer, was in court Monday. Her next hearing is for April, and Brewer faces several charges, including felony death by vehicle. Police say she was drunk and crashed, killing passenger and fellow UNC student Molly Rotunda. WRL has learned street racing is being considered as a factor in that crash. A man charged in a shooting that left one person dead and another in the hospital with serious injuries is due in court today. It started with a 911 call that shots were being fired on Evans Dairy Road near Fayetteville. Sky 5 showed you the scene during our new news yesterday. When deputies got there, they could still hear gunfire and found a house on fire. Sources close to the investigation tell WRL Richard Yarborough was shot and killed outside the home. David Matthews was in the hospital with life-threatening injuries. The man doing the shooting took off running from the scene. And investigators say that man is Matthias Bagby. He was later found near I-95 and taken into custody. Today we'll learn if the State Department of Corrections must provide gender-affirming surgery for a transgender inmate in its care. WRL has tracked the story of Kanatika Zaire Brown since 2019. That's when prison officials moved the transgender woman out of an all-male prison in Warren County to a women's facility east of Charlotte. Today, a judge will decide if gender-affirming care will be given to Zaire Brown. North Carolina recognizes gender dysphoria as a serious medical condition, and the DAC's health care providers did conclude Zaire Brown requires surgery. 609 now, millions in California are heading into another day of flood alerts. We'll show you the dangerous driving conditions and mudslides that came from a powerful storm. Ken. Also coming up, teens and weight loss drugs. How safe are these medications for a younger population with obesity? We'll share one teen's success story. Elizabeth. And we have a cool day in our forecast for today, but some warmer temperatures by the end of the work week. We also have the chance of some showers on Friday and into Saturday. I'll show you the timeline coming up. As you get into your car, tune to WRAL News Plus on your radio in Raleigh on 99.3 FM, in Durham 96.5 FM, and everywhere on 101.5 HD3. We're taking a look at what's happening outside. Just a little bit of a hint of daylight there in Goldsboro. We're looking at mainly clear skies this morning as you're stepping out the door, but it is a cold start. We take a live look at Apex, and you can see uh, things are looking quiet here. Chapel Hill, courtesy of Top of the Hill Restaurant, and, of course, uh, Fayetteville there as well, right there in front of our newsroom. Uh, we have another front that is headed our way, and that front is going to bring us the potential for some scattered rain on Friday. We're looking at warming temperatures, too, between now and then. Our temperatures will be climbing on up into the mid-60s for tomorrow and uh, as we get into the next couple of days. And by the time we get into early next week, behind the system, we can see a high near 70 degrees. But in the meantime, I will walk you through this next system and show you when to expect the rain at the end of the week, Brian. 
Breaking news here at 613, Elizabeth, just hearing from Brett Neeson, the WRL breaking news tracker in Fayetteville. That fuel tanker incident on 295 southbound has cleared now. They are in the process of reopening those southbound lanes. Hope to have a fresh update for you here in the next few minutes. Still looking fine around the triangle this morning with no crashes showing up. Our major routes looking good in Wake County. And as we take a live look at 885 at TW Alexander Drive in Durham, no delays on that northbound side from I-40 to I-85. And happening right now in the WREL Live Center, U.S. journalist Evan Gershkovich will remain in Russian detention until at least March 30th. Uh, this just came in. The Moscow City Court rejected his appeal against the extension. He is a journalist for the Wall Street Journal who was arrested in Russia back in March of 2023 on spying charges, which he has denied. He's had his pretrial detention extended twice since that arrest, once in May and again in August. If he is convicted of spying, he faces up to 20 years in jail. President Joe Biden is calling on House Republicans to pass aid to Ukraine in response to the death of Alexei Navalny. He also told reporters he's considering sanctions against Russia. On Friday, he blamed Russian President Vladimir Putin for Navalny's death. Since the invasion of Ukraine, the U.S. has imposed several sanctions against Russian officials, institutions and businesses. NBC spoke with soldiers in Ukraine, saying the lack of U.S. aid has left them exposed. The interim president of St. Augustine's University is pledging to keep the Raleigh School open despite a financial crisis that's caused employees to be paid late and put the HBCU into millions of dollars of debt. This comes as the university will be appealing the accrediting board today to try to maintain its official status. Interim president Marcus Burgess spoke publicly about the university's money problems for the first time yesterday. He says the university has a cash flow problem and may not be able to meet payroll again. Burgess says there will be job cuts and he expects a smaller incoming freshman class in the fall. We're going to have to cut to work our way back. So we may have to operate on a leaner budget to ensure our stability going forward. Burgess says St. Augustine's is undergoing a forensic audit to determine how the school's finances became so dire. The university also hired a team to put together a new financial plan. New this morning, the increasing popularity of weight loss drugs like Ozempic and Wegovy are not only changing the way doctors are treating obesity for adults, but also for teens. And the question now is, are these medications safe for a younger population? WRL's Ken Smith joins us with the story of one team benefiting from a weight loss drug. Ken? Yeah, Jeff, the FDA approved weight loss drugs like Wagovi for the use in 12 to 18 year olds. Demi Buckley is 16 years old and has obesity. She says until she started taking Wagovi, she just couldn't lose weight. Buckley cautions, though, if teens take a weight loss drug, they must adhere to a healthy diet and exercise as well. According to Novo Nordisk, the maker of Wagovi, some of its most common side effects include stomach pain, nausea, vomiting, and dizziness, all of which Demi experienced. She also drinks lots of fluids because another side effect of these medications is dehydration. All that said, Demi went from 198 pounds to 140 pounds since she started taking Wagovi. I don't think you have to look a certain way, but if it's going to make you feel better, then do it. Buckley says she's sharing her story because she wants other teens with obesity to know weight loss medications can help. Her mom also has obesity and successfully dropped 130 pounds with the help of a weight loss drug as well. You can hear more of their story coming up on today, starting at 7, right after our morning news.
This afternoon, a White House official is meeting with North Carolina Congresswomen about the future and safety of artificial intelligence. Congresswoman Deborah Ross and Valerie Fushi will host a roundtable in Durham with Arati Prabhakar, the Office of Science and Technology Policy Director for the White House. Local AI industry leaders will join the discussion over ways to support innovation, collaboration, and security within the industry. It'll be at North Carolina Central University. That roundtable meeting gets underway at 3.30 this afternoon. Tens of millions of people in California are under flood alerts again today as heavy rain continues to fall on already saturated ground and rising waterways. This latest powerful storm is causing dangerous driving conditions, leading to spinouts and overturned cars. Other drivers have gotten caught in floodwaters. The heavy rain has also called muds, caused mudslides all over the state. The storm is coming after other deadly storms that pounded the state just two weeks ago. Those atmospheric rivers have been uh, unrelenting on those parts of California. Meanwhile, this is a live look at uh, the city of Raleigh and looks beautiful out there. We should be in for a pretty sunrise, hopefully. Meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner in the WRS Severe Weather Center. We do have cold temperatures to go along with whatever sunrise we see. It's definitely winter coat weather for us, but skies are clear, so as that sun comes up, it is going to be beautiful. This is a live, another live look at downtown Raleigh from the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences. Currently, it is chilly out there. We're looking at temperatures either at or below freezing across the entire viewing area. Here's a look at the big picture. We've had a low pressure system sitting offshore. It's moving away. There were a few isolated showers overnight and say the southern part of Sampson County uh, and Wayne County, potentially a sprinkle, but all that is moving away. There's another disturbance uh, from Nashville stretching down toward the deep south. That's going to fizzle out before it gets to our area, but we might see some increase in our cloud cover a bit later on this afternoon. But generally, we're looking at a, a nice quiet day. The next system that we're watching closely is a cold front that's going to be crossing the country. This one's going to bring some scattered light rain for us, potentially starting as early as Thursday night. Definitely waking up to it on Friday morning. Look at that six o'clock in the morning, that cold front coming through. The front itself moves on by by the afternoon, but this version of Futurecast shows a little bit of that rain lingering. As soon as we get the high resolution versions of the model, which come in about 48 hours in advance, we'll be able to time uh, that out a little better because it was looking like it would move out by the afternoon and evening potentially. It'll be dry, most likely Saturday morning, but there's another front that will drop in on us on Saturday. Uh, by the evening, you can see that, that potential chance for showers, and then the front moves south of us, and that should help to dry things out for us on Sunday. After that, we should warm temperatures up nicely as we get into early next week. So our best chance of rain this week will be Friday at 50% chance, mostly the first half of the day, maybe into the early part of the afternoon, and then late Saturday into Saturday night, just another quick band of showers that rolls through. Futurecast rainfall for the system that rolls through on Friday. I'm not looking at a whole lot of rain here. We've been talking about maybe a quarter of an inch. This is a little bit higher than that in some places, but probably going to average out a quarter of an inch to maybe hitting a half an inch in a few places. And then on Saturday night, maybe adding just a few hundredths of an inch to that. Checking temperatures, 57 today, 59 tomorrow. Mid-60s Thursday and Friday, but again, Friday is going to be a fairly gray day with some scattered light showers. Saturday during the day is fine. We're looking at a chance of rain Saturday night, and then it's out of here on Sunday. And we start another warm-up, 70 degrees for Monday, Brian. All right, 620 right now. All new good information from Brett Neese in the WRL Breaking News.
News Tracker in Fayetteville, where they have now reopened all lanes of 295 southbound between Cliffdale and Rayford Road. This is all due to an overnight incident involving a fuel truck that has cleared. Traffic has returned to normal there on 295 southbound. We'll take you back up to the triangle for a look at live sensor readings. Not picking up any delays right now in Raleigh, Durham, Cary, or Chapel Hill. No crashes either. But of course, when that changes later this morning, you can listen to us on the radio in the car on your way to work for the latest traffic updates. 99.3 FM in Raleigh and 96.5 FM in Durham. The Devil Wears Prada is getting a musical adaptation. And this morning <laughs> in What's Trending, we reveal who will play the fashion icon, Miranda Priestly. And a Carrie Goose, lovingly named Greg DeGoose, is free this morning. We'll explain how animal services make Greg more comfortable in his home. And a live look here at your NC Education winning lottery numbers. This What's Trending report, sponsored by Rug and Home. An iconic role once played by Meryl Streep is getting a new face. Brian Schrader <laughs> here now with What's Trending. Indeed, uh, that's right. We have Vanessa Williams as Miranda Priestly in The Devil Wears Prada musical. Williams will take on the role of the Queen of Fashion in the uh, London West End adaptation. Of course, the new musical is based off the 2006 hit film. There she is. Elton John worked on the score for this. How about it? I mean, big shoes to fill, you know, Meryl Streep, mm -hmm. but uh, I think she'll be up for it. And, you know, different settings. She said she is thrilled to be bringing it after a, a short run in Chicago, uh, getting ready for the big West End of London. She said it's a dream come true for her. Ah, the ice queen steely gaze. <laughs> I know. She'll get it, Dan. Mm -hmm. She'll be good there. Mm -hmm. In uh, more musical news, Gwyneth Goes Skiing will make its musical debut in the U.S. The stage show satirizes that high-profile ski crash trial between Gwyneth Paltrow and optometrist Terry Sanderson. The play had a successful run in London, and it's going to open at the Egyptian Theater in Park City, Utah later this year. Yes, it started in London, and rather than going straight to Broadway, it's going to Utah, where it all started when Paltrow <laughs> met Sanderson. Um, not only is this in musical comedy, but it's also an interactive one. This is it, one in which the audience is the jury for this trial. How funny is that? It sounds like double jeopardy. She's getting retried. It, <laughs> it's so crazy that I, I feel like the premise would be very intriguing. I think it would gather a lot of interest. Brian sure. could play Terry Sanderson. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll wear my glasses. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. How about this? A goose in downtown Cary is doing better today after Cary Animal Services helped to cut it free from the netting that was wrapped around its bill. People at the park noticed that netting was making it impossible for the goose to open its mouth and eat. Officials captured the animal and safely cut that net free. And people who are watching the rescue nicknamed the bird Greg the Goose. Greg was released back into the pond after the rescue. All in a day's work for animal services. Businesses in Vermont are wrapping up for a tourism boom at an unlikely time. Thousands of visitors are expected to watch the total solar eclipse in the state in April, usually a slow time for tourism. A local resort is expecting more than thousands of over thousands of guests, so the staff has a packed schedule. Businesses usually close on Sundays and Mondays are changing their hours. The rare event is happening April 8th. It's when the moon passes between the sun and the earth, blocking the face of the sun. 
NASCAR got off to a fast and furious start. A photo finish in the Daytona 500. William Byron crossed the line first as two other drivers were crashing right there, bringing out a race-ending caution flag. It's the first time Byron has won the Daytona 500. He is the sixth different driver to win the race for Hendrick Motorsports. The NASCAR season continues next week with a race in Atlanta. And we have a low sitting just offshore pulling away. It is going to create a cool day for us today with winds coming out of the north. I'll show you when that reverses and we have some warm temperatures in our forecast coming up. And today, Wake County school leaders will meet about joining a lawsuit against social media companies. Just ahead, how school systems nationwide are already involved and their claims that social media negatively impacts students. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.